Yes. Well, but, no, it's cool. But, you me, know. I, like, I appreciate the bait for those, for our listeners. They may have thought the same thing that you was thinking. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we was able to talk it out, yeah. maybe even our listeners got a better understanding yeah. of what I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. And normally with that, I would normally take a break. But I'm wanting to do something different. So I want everybody to get into the next section where we're going to continue the topic but you want to relax get your blunt get your vape get your wine shout out to Earl Stevens or your drink you with your significant other y'all talking having these wonderful conversations the liquor is making you feel good making you feel kind of loose in a goose and you got the mellow music just putting you into that zone. And y'all giving each other looks. And y'all just be like, yeah. Bitch, I'm about to tear your pussy up. This is where you have to get into the mind of becoming a porn star. And tearing that pussy up because you want to give her him or this and get other the munches for your love. This is where you become into the zone of as we like to call the after dark. What song is that? Shout out to Bootsy Collins, aka Munchies for You Love. You said Bootsy Collins? Yeah. See? Let me see. Speaking of Bootsy. Can, can I get a selection real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, go, 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 right here. I had to, had to show some love for Bootsy Collins. Shout out to Bootsy, man. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this Come is on. still after dark, but you know. Bootsy, baby. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Bootsy because he is on Subsonics. Not Lil Bootsy. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about Bootsy Collins. Not Lil Bootsy, yes. He's on, uh, he's doing the Spoken interludes on Silk Sonic. Shout out to Silk Sonic, Anderson Park, fucking uh, Bruno Mars for bringing back quality, soulful type of music with live instruments. So, and ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that song, please watch Baby Boy. Come on, sing it if you know it, y'all. I'd rather be with you And Gunner's over here to snack on food Cause he's hungry <laughs> But he don't give a fuck Cause he's all about the podcast family Y'all went to the bar the other day And he was playing uh, This uh, Special on uh, What's the name that group? George Fox group Oh, oh Parliament Parliament yeah. Parliament Parliament Yeah it was interesting. I didn't, I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, they yeah. got all burners, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Burners. Burners. And if uh, shout out to uh, the uh, the creator of Beast and Butthead. He had a small two-season show. Mike Judd? Yeah, Mike Judd on Cinemax. He created a show called Tours, like bus tours. Mm-hmm. And they had a segment on second season. The segment was dealing with funk. So he talked about... Bus tour stories of Rick James 
and Prince going at it, going at each other, and fucking George Clinton at that time where he was coming up and him and his team Man, was getting fuck. fucked up. And especially, and he especially did uh, a nice couple of episodes on James Brown during the tour bus because at that time a lot of people don't know that Booster Collins mm-hmm. was with uh, James Brown during that time period, and James, and uh, Booster Collins was the one that gave James Brown some LSD and he kicked and he fired them. Which led to him going over to George Clinton and them creating Parliament and just taking it, taking it to the next level to a point where Bootsy wanted to go solo, which he didn't want to, but he created his own thing. Mm-hmm. Jump on that spaceship, baby. Yes. Um. But yes, but yes, this is the After Dark session where I wanted to get y'all into the mood because, you know, it's been a minute, but, you know. I had to, you know, put my little interlude in there. But we're going we're also going to continue Gunner's topic because this is his moment and I'm giving the power, the star power to him. What's on that play? What's you got there? Pepperoni? No, yeah, pepper. What's the other things? Chicken. Chicken and bacon? No, the brown things. What's the garlic knots? Chicken. Oh, okay. This point there. Okay. Um because I was like, Gunner, this is your topic, so I just want you to experience what, you know, I try to go through as hosting this. Try I mean, to, I felt like a lot of it was addressed. I'm trying to think, was there something left out? Or is there anything I mean, that you want to close in general or something that you that you learned or something or there's something that you want to add out there? Because I think that a lot of things was like, you know, in my opinion, was to discuss. I don't understand women in general. I mean, <laughs> women don't really understand women either. Each woman is different. Yeah, because women don't want what they can't have. And it's just. It's certain. I'm trying to think how to say it. It's uh, because they don't know what they want. They make poor decisions, and it's certain things they might be best for them, but because they don't like it. They won't make that decision until it's later down the line, and then it's like I should have did this with you, blah blah blah. Now they make that right decision, and I don't understand how to make that connect with with them from making a poor decision to trying to get them to understand the fast forward of what the outcome could be if they continue down the same road. Cause it was a young lady I knew back in the day, same age as me. She was dating a boyfriend that she had like in high school. And even in high school, he was a fuck boy. Came up, she got pregnant by him. Mm-hmm. And, and he did fuck boy shit, of course, of course. And I forget what happened. Of like the separation between her and him. But he came back in the picture, whatever she told me she was pregnant again. Gun asshole gunner. Yeah. I laughed in the face. <laughs> and what's that, that what's that what's that, what's that not to interrupt, was that the formation of asshole gunner or Yeah, that was that was back I don't think I was like nineteen. And that also ended our relationship. Rude boy. Friendship. <laughs> come on, rude boy boy, come and piss him off. Like, how you gonna be bright enough to sleep with this dude again? When you had a kid with him, he showed you how fucked up he was. And yet now you pregnant with your second kid by the same dude who ain't shit. Do you feel that was a choice? It was a choice. Because the first one was like a mistake. 
first one was a mistake. This was your high school yeah. sweetheart, whatever. Yeah, you end up getting pregnant by a mistake. But also from that mistake, you learned who he was. Yeah. Because he might have been all of what you wanted him to be in high school, even though in high school he was a fuckboy. But now when the kid got involved, he showed you more so who he was. Wasn't around, wasn't a provider. All right. What in the fuck made you open your legs to this man again to have another baby? Does she give an explanation? Uh, explanation? How do you feel? She, she's like, I knew I fucked up. I don't know why. She was all regretful or whatever. But what's that? After or before? After. Um, this is after. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out how to get that connect other women before they make that mistake. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to unrecognize that mistake until they make it. And it's like, I'm trying to get that connect. Like, I don't understand women. Yeah. You can sit up here and tell her everything that's going to happen from this, doing this, and she's still going to do it, fuck up, and then be like, you were right. And not just her. There's a lot of them. But it's like trying to fix that. Like, how? Like, I can't fast forward it to Because I've seen it with all too many women. I don't, I don't even want to think about a number. Yeah. But I've seen it happen more than once, more than ten times. And it's always the same shit. And it's like, wow, how the fuck do these girls keep getting lost like this? And it ain't like I'm not here to try to teach them or show them. Like, I I got a front row seat to this. You Do you think that, do you think it's like um, these, these particular young ladies who end up lost, do you think it's women around them saying the same thing that you're saying? Nope. You think that could be a big part of the problem? Yep. I think that's a big part of the problem with people, kids in general. Yeah. You, like, if you're raised in a bad environment uh -huh. and you have somebody trying to encourage you in the opposite direction or a better direction, yeah. you go back home and you're around a negative environment, yeah. and you're more inclined for that negative well, environment. You yourself have to, like, you know not to do that. Well, to kind of to kind of touch on that a little bit, um, uh, I was in a position where... Um, that's like my first year in college uh, after taking like a seven-year gap between high school and, and college. And um, we was talking, uh, I was billed with talking to some children who were in high school, like freshmen. <clears throat> uh, predominantly black school district. And the first gentleman who came up and spoke, I was on a panel of speakers. First gentleman who came up and spoke uh, he had went to the military, um, highly decorated, very successful in his career, um, you know, large salary. But he told them that, hey, you know, I, I started from where you guys are. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm reading the room, I'm looking at the audience. And I was feeling the way about the way he delivered the information. And if I was feeling the way, then I had I anticipated that they may have felt the way too. So everybody talked, I went last. And I got up there, and what I told the kids were, look, uh, at first I was dreading coming up here and talking. And I didn't understand why I was tasked with this. But after hearing everybody speak, um, I feel like maybe this information, whatever I have to say, is important to you. Like, it's <clears throat> when you sit from point A 
and you have somebody talking to you at point Z, they are so far up the road, so far down the path, that even if that's the end goal, you might not understand how they even got there because they are so far up the road. Like, you take me. I'm like, I'm a college student. This is my first year. And I, I would guess that I probably grew up in the same situations that you guys grew up in. Uh, broken family. I've seen drugs. I've sold drugs. Uh, gangs. Siblings running away. Lost in the system. Homeless. So on and so forth. I doubt that it's a situation that anybody in this room right now can name that I haven't been in. And while I appreciate Mr. So-and-so coming up here and saying, you know, I started, you know, from where you guys were, you know, almost to be like a beacon of inspiration. Like your background doesn't matter. You can put yourself here. Um, I also recognize that sometimes it helps to have someone there to bridge the gap. Um, listen, we all on the same path. And I'm just, even though I'm ahead of you guys, I'm not so far up ahead that you can't see my footsteps anymore. This is how I did it. I come from the same background as you guys. And I'm so close to you that you can still see that. You hear how I talk. You see how I dress. I look like y'all. I talk like y'all. Like you can understand the moves that I made to get here. And that goal seems to be much more achievable than the one where Mr. So-and-so is at. And not saying he wrong for doing what he's doing. We need people to come back and talk. But I think that it's very important as I feel like that aspect is sometimes lost on people. Like if it's your first day of track and the only thing you ever did was run around the neighborhood and a six-time gold medalist say, hey, you could do it. Like, yeah, but like you miss so much of the journey by being at the end goal saying like, hey, letter A, you can get to letter Z. All right, I'm out. Well, nah, help me understand. Where letter? Where is letter F at? Where is Q at? Where is S at? Like, how did you get to where you at? Person as he might not even remember, you know? They remember where they started, but that journey been so long for them, it's just a blur to them. Have somebody there incrementally to help guide those people. But also at the same time, I mean, I agree, but you can't hold a person's hand. You can't. And also... The choices and steps that that person made mm -hmm. will be different from this person. Yeah. We all have choices or obstacles that we have to make our choices to, which is probably different than his. He can't, he, I mean, he can sit over and say how he got from A to Z. Yeah. But for you, you might hit a different roadblock than him. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, what did you do for step C? Step C was a different step for him. Yeah. Like, my road to success might not be your road. Yeah. You, we both can end up at the same destination, but how we got there is two different ways. Yeah. So you're more about you're more about the journey and not about the race. Well, yeah, it's not a race. Life is not a race. No. It's I mean, unless you're racing yourself, I would yeah. say. Yeah. But outside of that, it, it, one, all your choices, actions have consequences. Yeah. And you have to be conscious of that and understand that. To know when you make this choice, there's going to be a tr uh, some kind of repercussion or action behind it. Yeah. And I, I'm going to mess it up. I thought it was dope. I'm re-watching Ozarks. A shout out to Ozarks. Sorry. A shout out to mm -hmm. Ozarks. The last season. Is it two-parter? Yes. Well, I don't know. I know it's part one out. Okay. Part one, season four. Yes. Season four is out on Netflix. All you fans and stuff, go and check it out.
gonna put me on it. So <laughs> the main character in that he uh it was a conversation he had with his wife. And he was like, Did you know I forget the first story, but the other one was about Hitler. He was like, Did you know that Hitler that there was information out about an attack but the night before Hitler made a choice to take sedatives to the part where he slept through the attack and that's how they lost. And it was another story and she was like, this is weird, why are you telling me this? And he was like, that every choice that you make has some level of repercussions to it, whether big or small. Mm -hmm. Whenever you make a decision, a choice, there's gonna be a chain reaction behind that choice. Yeah. And it's just something he just thought was neat to tell her. I thought it was neat to hear it. Yeah. Because I, I'm forgetting the other part of it, the other story he said. But it was unique to hear that because this war was lost because of that one simple choice. He yeah. chose to do this and they lost the war. Just simple choices. You chose to open your legs to that guy and now your life is fucked for the rest of your life. Something small, some emotion. I mean, it's just choices we make play a big role sometimes. Yeah, but do you feel you have to be held accountable? For another person, no. oh. for another man's mistakes. Or no, no, I'm no. sorry, not another man, but another person's mistakes. No, you're going to be uh, held accountable for your mistakes. So even if you're dealing with a fuckboy, you can only hold yourself accountable. Like, you can only be mad at yourself, like, because you knew this was a fuckboy. You saw the signs. You knew this. You can't be like, well, he was this. He was manipulative. He was this. Yeah, but you chose to stay. You chose to still deal with the person. You take account, take accountability for you. Your choices, your actions, your play it is. We know he had a play, and we're not taking that away from it. But be accountable for your your play in this. Do you because feel, at the end of the day, that's only who you're accountable do for. Do you feel because of, because you're saying that, that women cannot take men telling them the truth? I feel that the reason I'm asking that is because from my previous experiences, it's like if you're very honest the woman and telling them the truth, especially mm -hmm. going towards Gunner, saying like, you know, if you fuck up, hold yourself accountable. It's like, it's something that triggers them and the, it triggers women them. like the truth. There we go. This is the thing that they say, uh, I'm going to say people, people prefer an ugly lie than a beautiful truth, or prefer a beautiful lie versus an yeah. ugly yeah. truth. Yeah. yeah. And women more, I would say more so because they're emotional creatures. That truth hurts. That truth stings. It don't make them feel good. They don't like that truth. But they'll play with an ugly lie. A beautiful lie. Because it, it's beautiful. It's pretty. Yeah. They know it's a lie, but it's pretty. They go along with it. Women are uh, emotional creatures. They make emotional decisions. Emotions isn't logic. I'm not saying logic is always 100% accurate, but logic can get you a lot further than emotions. Yeah. In life, I'm not, I'm not and I'm sure there's other choices, other things in life where emotions might win certain battles. But I was gonna say to 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 me, um, um, maybe in different arenas, but uh, to me, both of them hold uh, an equivalent level of importance. Like your regular, your regular logical intelligence is just as important as your emotional intelligence. To me. Uh, especially when talking about communicating. I ain't talking about communicating. I'm talking about life choices. You don't think emotional intelligence is important in life choices? No. I'm not going to say important, but 
I don't think that should be your your sole factor of should you, decision should, making. Should you using logic? Should you get with a person who will financially take care of you, but you emotionally hate them? I'm not gonna say emotionally hate. That's weird. Or you 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 your emotion your your emotional state is telling you don't be with this person, but logically, uh, from a from a financial standpoint, you'd be better off. Like that's like going to a job you a job that you despise, but you make a whole lot of money there. Like, what is your happiness worth? Like, emotions play a, a huge part in the decisions that okay. you make. Okay, perfect example. I hate my, I don't say I hate my job. I, mm-hmm. At this point, I've learned to tolerate it. Mm-hmm. But because of the money, it makes right. me happy. Right. right. <clears throat> I mean, that, um, but Gunnar, when you start off, did you like the job? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I ain't like doing work. I don't want to and, and I, I understand your path on that. For me, and I'm, at the same time, I have to say, I had to learn to say, but I'm blessed to have a job I have because the pay was good, benefits was good. Yeah. It provided a lot for me. Yeah. Great move. Chose to stick it out. Again, great move. My feelings would have had me leaving that job. Logic kept me there. Winning, if I'd have went with feelings, I'd have been still sitting somewhere being broken and doing dumb shit. Or you could have been somewhere else where you had a much more enjoyable could be. time. Could be. Could be. Don't know. For for me, um, my my happiness is paramount. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but you can still create your happiness. My job isn't my life. That's also what you're talking about. This you use the job as a uh, yeah. The job isn't the life. I try to create happiness outside of work. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I like to travel. I like to go out to eat. Do certain things, be around friends and family. Yeah. Do certain things. Maybe lay off the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tell you something. Yeah. Do certain things to create happiness in my life. Yeah. Because my job is not my life. For, for, for me. My job provides a life for me. For me. Um, and I come from like... I mean, I don't work since I was 16. And... Oftentimes, more than one job, countless hours, all that shit. And for me, um, I got to a point in my life where, like, and I've done this on many occasions now, like, I'll take a cut and pay to be in an environment that's not toxic. I'm okay with that. I have, I have done more with less and been much happier. Yeah. Um, I've been in some jobs where I was making double what I'd have made at a, a particular job and I was fucking miserable every day in the job. And for me, it's spillover. Like, if you fucking hate your job, you hate the people that you work with, like, it's just a toxic environment, uh, it'd be a foolish notion to assume that there is no bleed over from that. There's gonna be some bleed over. And that will affect your life outside of that job. Uh, just like if you have a shitty home life, like, that's gonna affect your performance at work. They, they bleed over into each other. So I have, and I was making great fucking money there, but I wasn't okay with the environment. So I, so, would, I would take a pay cut. So did you feel when Biggie's words was more money? The more money you make, the more problems you're going to have. Was that true? In a sense, I think it's more money, different problems. Ah. More money, different problems. And if it is more problems. New quote. Uh, I think that um, more money opens up. Um, when you have more money, you operating in a different realm. You operating in a different tax bracket. Uh, the the nature of the problems will change, 
and you will the same way that you will have access to more opportunities you will also have uh you will also be subject to the problems that inhabit that financial space um but i i firmly believe that like ain't, ain't nothing new ain't nothing new in the world so more money different problems or the same problems that's just been remixed like your your damn I'm broke making twenty dollars an hour, and damn I'm broke making a hundred dollars an hour. Like uh, both of them is damn I'm broke, but damn I'm broke at a hundred dollars an hour look a whole lot different than damn I'm broke at twenty dollars an hour. It's still damn I'm broke. Ain't ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing changed with the name on the mail. That's it. Yeah. Um. But but back to I mean just just for me. I believe that uh, both of those things are equally important, and and I and I get it because I've done it for a bunch of years. I'm a, I'm gonna take the one that makes the most sense, and I was fucking sick out here, like physically exhausted, and I'm making all of these dollars, and I'm miserable, and that shit bled over into my personal life. Like I'm if I'm spending seventy hours a week at work, that's that's a large portion of my time. It ain't nothing but 168 of them in a week. And I'm spending 70 of them per week at work. Like, that's part of my life, too. I'm seeing these motherfuckers more than I'm seeing the motherfuckers at home. Like, I need some sense of peace there. I'm not going to be unhappy at my job, and I have to go here every day for multiple hours, for multiple years. Well, see, and that's the I'm able to separate it. Because one of the things I tell my coworkers... If you tell me something here at work, if I don't write it down, I forget it. Mm. When I walk out them front doors, my slate is clean. And, like, I do 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I do spend a lot of time at work. Plus overtime. That's all that included with that. But, like, come home, clean slate, watch some TV, whatever I do to relax and my peace. <laughs> and usually on my weekends, my days off is when I try to have a little more fun. Can you describe the, the definition of fun? The things I do for enjoyment. Oh, okay. Movies, going out to eat. Fucking, you know. Yeah. It's just something. <laughs> something I wasn't doing during the week. <laughs> now, I mean, people have a lot of different arguments on work and things like that. Me personally, I'm choosing the latter. I got a job that pays good, great benefits. Is there something better out there? Yeah. What's the likelihood of me getting it? Don't know. Is it worth the risk when I already got something good? Let's say uh, a bird in the hand is worth more than one in the bush. I got the one in my, got one in my hand. Is that one over there worth one? I might not even catch that one. Right. I'm good. Yeah. Especially looking at who I am. Yeah. I'm yeah. just the only thing I got under. Uh, I got some education now. And besides that, all I had was a, being a veteran. Yeah. <clears throat> what job is going to pay me six figures? No education. Right. Yeah. Nothing. I'm good. I won, guys. I got this one. Yeah. Yeah, I might not like it. I don't give a fuck. It pays for a lot of the shit that I do like. Yeah. I mean, I got to come in for eight hours. And I don't... I don't okay. Think, and I don't and there's a lot of shit. Our history is built on us doing shit that we didn't like, but we did it to provide for our families. <coughs> I'm not saying that's your, your mentality, right? That's why I preface that as saying, like, to me. Like and I you think that's and I think your your thoughts about that is right. okay, and I also think it's okay for someone who is willing to take the risk. Yeah, I think that's okay now, too. We're speaking right now. We're talking on work. 
But I'm trying to speak on life decisions. Oh, this dude might make me feel good in bed, but he ain't no shit, no good for me and my family. Yeah. Do I need to be with this nigga? Do you choose your feelings in bed or do you choose some logical shit? That's what I'm saying when women use the good feeling. Well, instead of logical feeling. Well, I think I, I think that this motherfucker out here selling drugs. I think get the money fast now, but is this shit gonna last? I think it's, it's examples on both ends. Even when you're talking about life decisions, you're talking about relationships. I've seen a couple be married for forty plus years, and the first ten of them, he was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And the last thirty was the most amazing husband she could have asked for. She could have left. Too. She could have left him with somewhere else, and and maybe and she could have left at year two or year three. And had, you know, a different life with somebody else. Or she could have left and had an even worse life. She chose to stuck it out. I see some people who choose to leave. And it turns out for the better for them. Like, you can go with logic. or but Both of them both of them have a risk factor involved. And that risk factor is the unknown. Whether you use a logic or if you use a feelings, it's going to be something unknown there. There's an unknown variable. You don't know how it'll turn out. Your feelings might tell you to stay. Your feelings might tell you to go. Your logic might tell you to stay. Your logic might tell you to go. If you do choose go or choose stay, you don't know what the eventual outcome of the situation is. Life is a gamble because we don't know what will happen. But if you do stay, we know that he'll he'll always have his... Like, you don't know that a fuckboy... <laughs> you, don't, you don't know that a fuckboy will always be a fuckboy. You don't know that a good man will stay a good man. True. You don't know that. You the don't. logic might tell you to stay with the good man because he's doing all these things now. And what about in year five where his mom's die and it's a change in him? Yeah. Or a situation happened. Something, happen. Something happens to him and he's no longer that man that you got with. That happens in life in general, which I've seen, I've heard from other people. They talk about being married, older married or whatever. Once you get around the age of 50 or something... And that's what it, I don't even want to say 50 years, probably younger now with us fucking reproducing the way we do. <laughs> yeah. Probably at the age 30 something, 40, your parents get sick. That's something that happens in marriages, period. People do change. Things happen when it comes to their parents. Like, that is something that's going to happen regardless. You yourself could change. That's not something you make a logical decision on now. When that's 20 years down the road. Because you don't know how that person can react. That's just something that you hope to work through and get through together. But I'm talking about decisions as far as right now. Logically, right now, you can't base the future on this right now. Right now, is this fuckboy going to be a good dude right now? Right now, I don't know. But right now, he's bad for my health and my children or whatever it may, whatever you're looking at. Yeah. That's, don't, you can't look at, I mean, you can look at future for certain things. Like what? And that's what I think a lot of women do, do, do do, do Sit there and he can get better. He's 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 a good guy. He just makes bad decisions. He's he's gonna learn. I'm gonna help him. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes it is true. And sometimes it's not. Yeah. And do you, as yourself, who's a struggling parent, want to do? Have another kid, adult kid. You still trying to provide for the one you got, right? Like I can do bad by myself. Yeah, I don't need another person to do bad with. Yeah, especially I, in the beginning. Now I can understand we're together. So much time down the road, you lost your job. I can understand that. We go get through this. 
Yeah. Because at this point, you made a commitment. He already, this person up front showed you he was the good choice. He was a catch. He was working. He he showed he had a stride. Now, five years down the road, he loses his job, get laid off. Work through that. Even hell, that might be a, 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 a life change for him to where it put him in a depression state. To where he ain't the same person no more. Now, at that point, you make decisions. Yeah. Do you choose to stay, go? How you decisions you got to make? You got to make a decision. Or... But, Do not but as of right now, I'm talking about the decision women make right now prior to being stuck, attached, connected to some fuck dude off of some emotion on how whatever. Instead of making a logical decision. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure I am 99% sure that Buddy showed you who he was. Mm. I'm sure of that. You knew who he was. And if you didn't, why you open your legs to him? Nope. I think that today, um I think oh, I, I think the past I think the past was the worst. Um and now people are more willing to leave relationships than ever before. Mm -hmm. And when the case when the case fifty Yeah, years but ago, so early though? It wasn't the case fifty years ago. Yeah, but I now they, they're not lasting as long. No, I think that I think that some some of what um some of what uh Gunner is arguing is very much so true uh and applicable to today's time. Yeah. Like I, I think I, that more I think that more people, men and women, use logic um, when they are evaluating relationships. Oh, you sure? And, yeah. You sure about that? I, I think so. With, with, yes. I think they're using both. I think they're using more logic and more emotions and relationships don't last. Well, Dr. Son, let me ask you this. Not to, uh, because, this. because, like, extra grandparents. Extra grandparents or anybody from their generation, how common was this for somebody to break up or get a divorce? How common was that? Like, historically, the further you go back in time, the less common it is for the ending of relationships. Yeah. It was way less common back then. You yeah. stick it out. Fuck it. If they bad, if they good, whatever. You stick it out. Yeah, but now, as as now going towards that... Motherfuckers towards... are self-serving today. Like, yeah, but it, divorces, I... yeah, but divorces, 80% of divorces are caused by women. Oh, what's this one in there? Okay. 80% of divorces... Are initiated by women. My thing is, I get what you're saying. My thing is, it's more of like, if y'all going through problems and stuff, and y'all married, y'all took those vows: good, the bad, mm -hmm. and the ugly. Now, yeah. if you now if marriage you, is set up for a woman to win, period. Well, Why would she divorce? It don't have to be. We got prenups. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's prenups. And shit. Yeah, my thing is more of like you know, yes, we have prenups as well. It's more like if you took those vows. You're in it to win it, the good and bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. My thing is, if you put in the work, and then you decide, like, you know what, I put in the work, this is not what it is, and I step back, I can respect that. But if you just have problems the first time, you just be like, fuck you, to, I'm out. To, I'm like, God damn, you me, even, it's like, what, what, to what's me, the purpose? To me, <laughs> Why are you in a, it for? It's a to me, it's a difference in grace. I hear a lot of men argue that she want to leave when this is going on or she want to leave when that is going on. Um, I need a good woman to stick by my side. I need somebody to support me. All that shit. The same man or 
the men who tell women that you need to leave dude alone. Shape, get out of there. You see the red flags? What about your own red flags? Mister, I need somebody to hold me down. Yeah, I'm going through a rough path right now, but my heart in the right place. I'm working to get better. So do those people not deserve a chance? And if they do deserve a chance, well then, how come Mr. Fuckboy don't deserve a chance? You yourself could be a fuckboy and you asking for somebody to hold you down while you work on yourself and get Ooh. your shit together. Ooh. Like good, good one. It's good a, one. It's a weird good one. It's good a weird one. thing. It's a to me it's a weird thing. Like it's a difference in grace. Like when women stick by dudes that we deem as POSs, like they crazy, they emotional, they not thinking, use some logic. But when women stick with you when you having a rough patch and shit, she a good woman. She held me down. I should look. That's my queen. Blah, 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 blah. That might be his queen. He might be working on himself. Like, it, it's only it's only when it's not you that it's a problem. No, I bet you tripping. Use your head. When it's not you. When it is you, damn, she really held me down. Damn, baby, why the fuck you can't hold me down like I held you down? Damn, I'm just going through some shit. Blah, 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 blah. That sound like fuckboy talking if it ain't you talking. But when it's you talking, it's a rough patch. That's bullshit. What, one thing you just said, you said you got a job since you were 16, right? I've been working since I was 16. Me too. Well, 14. And I had child labor loss when I started. Huh? It was child labor loss when I started. Shout out, shout out to back in the day. <laughs> no, shout out back in the day. I know he's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shout out to, you know. That was the first thing I bought with my first paycheck. That what? bicycle over there. Yep. That's what I, oh, that's why you still got it? Yeah. That was the first thing I ever bought my first job. My first check. Shout out to Mongoose. If y'all have not been able to get bikes when you was young, the first two bikes that you at least had to have was a Mongoose or a Dino. Yep. If you didn't have neither one of those, you was not you was not that nigga back in the day. Well, what I'm saying, like for me to be working, I'm 14, you 16, and here it is, you 20, 21, whatever it may be, and you still got a job. Mm. Got a car, probably. Yeah, maybe at this point you might got your own place. Maybe you might at this time, own. yeah. But during that time period, you you might at be able 20, to. Yeah, twenty. Well, twenty, yeah. I still live at home with mom. But during during our time doable. period, I know it's, it's doable. I know a it's doable. Yeah, not a whole lot, but I know a few. But there's things that shows that you have that drive. To work, well, then, I guess, to do well, then what's a fuckboy? Because I think a fuckboy can have a job and a car. Yeah. I think you can still be a fuckboy with both of those things. You can be. You can be. Yeah. But uh, that don't, to me, that don't eliminate you from the fuckboy conversation. You may doesn't. not be on the lowest. You may not be on the lowest tier of fuckboy, but like, like you, you catching the bus won't work a job. Don't worry about getting a car. Getting rides from your friends, using up her link card. Like that's the lowest tier for boy, but I think it's levels to this shit. You can have a car and, and a and a job and still be a fuckboy. Well, okay, because it, it depends on how you define a fuckboy. When do we it, it, when do we end when do we end the fuckboy line and cross over to struggling guy line? To me, at certain levels, because like to me, when it came down to my car, my car needed to get fixed. Yeah, but the J's coming out. Yeah, fuckboy go get the J's. I yeah exactly. I got my car fixed. Okay. So, with in, in this in a situation where uh, a man is dating a good, a good woman, because that also shows your choice making as a man. Yeah. Like, if a, all right, let's priorities. say man and woman together, they're not married, they cohabitating. Uh, 
the the response the financial responsibility falls on both of them. Yes. Let's say it falls on both of them. No you kids. Do. You gotta live together. Yeah, no kids. He fucking her, her sister, six of her friends. He stay out all night, random times, two phones, like just whatever. Is he a fuckboy? Because I would think he's a fuckboy. Yeah. I mean, but he's still paying bills. Yeah, he's and he's still boy. holding it down, but he a fuckboy, right? Yeah. Okay. The staying out late alone to me is a fuckboy. Like, that's disrespectful to her. If you ain't working overnight, you should be home at a reasonable hour. Because ain't shit out in the streets late at night patrol. Okay. So that alone. Should, okay. I was just trying to gauge, like, where, I, I can't, yeah, where we where we making the line. I mean, he can still come home early and still be fucking our sister. <laughs> 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 I just make, yeah, just... You know, just get a clear understanding on like what what is a fuckboy? I mean, a fuckboy to me, honestly, somebody out for themselves, a selfish individual. Okay, that's the the lowest way I could give it. Yeah. Because as a fuckboy, you the one that's gonna run when you got a kid because that's responsibility. Yeah. Instead, you gonna you gonna leave because you can't afford to take care of that kid. And get your Jordans. Okay. So I'm gonna stay go back and move with my mom, move in my homie, so I can still get my J's and I ain't gotta sit over here and do this responsibility uh, thing. Right. Uh same thing, uh but, that's I, but the key. But in the, in that, I was gonna say in that same metric, I think that a fuckboy can can stay there and you know, do by the kid and then drop on one knee and he just fucked your sister last week. You know what? I think that's a fuckboy too. You know what no gonna I got I got Michael Sam. So, I uh, I know you've been not to interject in this stuff, but no, no, go ahead, go ahead. So, why do you feel that? Why do you give hope to fuck boys? I don't. I don't give hope to them. I'm just what I was trying to point out with that is that, and that's why I asked the question like, what is a fuck boy? Like, when do we differentiate a fuck boy from a from a guy who's just bad on his luck or a guy who's struggling but trying to make it? Because I think that in a lot of situations, it's kind of hard to tell the difference between the two. Like, don't if you if you run it if you run it into if you apply if you apply on Indeed and you're not getting a job or whatever, and you living with this woman from the outside with us not having any information other than you don't got a job and you living with her, you're not working, you live with her. What are you doing? Are you what? What's up? Like just just based on sight alone, that to me that's like questionable. Like well, I want to know what's going on. True, but you just but you, yeah, but you also just stated, but you also but you also just stated beforehand that he was going on indeed and looking for. I said without without knowing oh, okay. that, without gotcha. knowing that a nigga who don't want to work and he living with her and a nigga who trying to work and just happen to not he the the economy's bad. He just not getting callbacks or he not. You know, getting hired for the job just on sight alone. Both of those niggas is a nigga who not working and living with her. Like you don't know, like them situations can look different without more information on it. That's all I was trying now to. Now that, with now it. that I can understand. Like, oh, without more information, because one of the things that to me the judge is on that. If you're that far gone, like I'm, you keep going to the part of being in a relationship. I'm trying to just because that well, it don't have to be that it don't have, have to be a relationship. What my argument is is to I'm trying to get that connect before that woman gets in that relationship. Okay, I'm trying to get trying to figure out why they can't understand and identify the fuck boy 
prior to the relationship because I'm sure there were signs there. It was I'm ninety nine percent sure that it signs was like were there, signs there to show you that he was a fuckboy prior to the relationship. Have you have you ever now been? to that story being in a relationship in a house? Don't know. One of the things that tell me a lot of things. I was, what we see if he out kicking with me, with us, and you unemployed, you're a fuckboy. You ain't got no money. To, to your question. Why you out here wasting gas and money when you don't make them? You ain't bringing them in the house. To, to your example, when you when you said uh, right before that, what was the example that you used? Oh, right. it, was some, it was some signs. Have you ever dated a crazy girl? Yeah. Did she seem crazy when you first, first met her? Yeah. Have you ever dated a crazy girl that didn't seem crazy when you first met her? Have you ever found, have you ever been, uh, have you ever engaged with a person okay. that turned out to be different later than when you initially met them? And I would say yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say yeah. But I'll, did I'll you say, notice the red flags beforehand? But see, did you have? Always, did you, did, I was like, did you signs. have any idea? Do you have any saying. like second thoughts or anything? There were signs. I I will say, I will say, in the amount of women that I dealt with, I've seen it on every spectrum. I've seen girls turn it up after a week. I've seen girls turn it up after a year. Like I've seen a girl turn it up after two years. So and maybe she went through something in that interim that I wasn't privy to, but I've seen the switch in the personality or whatever after two years, after one month, after one day. But we're saying is like, you you saw the signs, you was paying attention to her actions. And I think I'm an observant person, but some of these, to me, some of these situations, um, like that. Ooh, shit! I better get out of here. Let me let me go and start looking for the abort button. I would say, uh, in some of those situations. They were not as clear to me as it is with some other people. But you, I think that people are very good. I think that people are very good at projecting who they want you to believe them, who you who they want you to believe that they are. And it's very easy for us to see what we want to see in people. Yeah, but you know that's I, easy. Yeah, but you know what the quote of Maya Angelou is: somebody shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Those are, for sure, but they have to show you who they are first. And to me, it's the time. To me, I don't know the time frame. Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone who I've met and changed or whatever, yeah, all of it was in a year. Okay, and I mean within months. I mean it's been within a month. It was never yeah. more than a year. Uh, and they showed me something. Yeah. Well, and it was all through actions. Yeah. Like you said, they try to tell you who they want. They, yeah. But actions show different. I and in the beginning, I may have ignored those signs because I didn't want to see them. But then as time went on. That that honeymoon phase kind of fades out. Yeah, and those signs are real bright and loud at you now. Like, okay, I would say this. <clears throat> um, uh, I dated a uh, I dated a particular person for like two years, and um, and hindsight is twenty twenty. Like far removed now. This is years ago. Yeah, far removed now. So I can look back with the clarity that I didn't have when I was in it, and I would say. Uh, the the complaints, the issues, or whatever that I had, um, those weren't revealed to me until our proximity was close. Like we went from living separately to living together, and any grievances that I had weren't revealed to me until we started living together. Now, mind you, we had a relationship for two years. In that two-year time span, a whole <laughs> lot of shit could have been established, developed, shared, whatever together. And then only after I live with you do I start seeing these red flags. Yeah. Well, that by that time, it's already a year and some change in. 
I could have been fucked in a situation that I didn't know until I got close enough to see those things. And, and that might be, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, in that particular relationship, I didn't see that until their proximity was close. Another situation, uh, I was dealing with a chick on and off for uh, roughly the same amount of time. And uh, at first, our meetings would be, like, schedule permitting. And it would be some time in between there. I see you on a Friday. I might not see you again to Tuesday or next week or whatever. And then it'll be a week or two in between there. So I was seeing you throughout this time, but I was never around you long enough to, to see some of those things that I didn't like about you. And towards the second half of, of the relationship or our interaction, um, our schedules kind of align more so I could spend more time with them. Yeah. I come over to your house, you come over to my house. You spend a night, I spend a night. And only then... Was I like, oh, oh, no, where is the, no, eject. We need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this ain't what I want at all. Now, in that whole time prior to that, we had two pregnancy scares. Yeah. I That could have been my baby mama. That that could have, that could have been, and, and we had, like, talked about a, a serious relationship like what what is that gonna look like? And talked about See, like shared shared ex- irresponsibilities it, on it, us it, as people it, in general. Yeah. Because we out here fucking unprotected. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. And yeah. yet and I'm this not, ain't even a person you know if you want to be connected to for the rest of your life. Right. And I'm not shooting and I'm know, not and I'm not y'all having, emotions. Yeah, but right. y'all and I'm not shooting up good to you. Yeah. I'm I'm shooting I'm shooting is it I'm not good trying to, to I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shoot uh, nobody bail for not doing their due diligence. I should have done my due diligence as well. But I was only using that to exemplify how easy we can find ourselves in a situation without all the facts. <sighs> Do you fuck raw? Because Do you fuck raw? Yes. Have you fucked raw the first time? I have a yeah, bunch of times. Have, yeah. And that could have been the one. The one first time. You took her out. Y'all had dinner. Hey, come up to my place. You fuck raw? She pregnant. Then what? I'm man enough to do my handle my business. For sure, you man enough to. But now you in a situation. Where yeah. was the red flags then? Where was what? that in? Wasn't one. That's what I'm saying. Well, and, she, and, and, and now you got a baby. Well, and now she now. take you. Now she take you to the cleaners. Well, see the thing is the difference. I'm not a fuck boy at this point. Uh, but to, I was just using that for. How can I wind up in these? Yeah, but I give you that. But let me ask you this though: If you was fucking wrong, did you ever pull out or did you just say fuck it? I got a girl. Small. I ain't got a girl pregnant from from pulling out. So that at your moment, that that model, I pulled out and she got pregnant. Yeah, she didn't pull out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I'm just being real. <laughs> you pulled out when she ended up pregnant. Either she was pregnant before, or you just didn't pull out. Uh, but either way, um, what again? All choices that we make are our choices and there's consequences behind it. Yeah. Yeah. We as people need to make better choices. And that's by being, I don't say being more logical, but I don't say weighing the option, look at the pros and cons, sit up here and think about it. Like, do you want to sleep with this motherfucker? Do you even know this dude? Like, do you know his habits, bad habits, if he's a good dude, bad dude, going to be a good father, bad father? You don't know that? Okay, then give it some time then. Your choice as a woman, don't open your legs to him yet until you figure that out. That's the choice of a woman. 
Because women got the pussy. They control the sex. We as men can't fuck them unless they let us. Silence, silence is consent. So, so uh, <laughs> with that being said, that's why I'm putting that part on the women. Like, they make that choice. You just met this dude. Oh, he look good. Oh, he funny. This, that, and other. I'm going to give him some. Slow down, sweetheart. You know, buddy got three other kids over here. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so why are you giving him some? You're going to be baby number, mama number four. Just because. Because you're working off emotions. Like, don't let this this night of bliss or whatever be the moment for your... What? Night of bliss? Night of bliss, yes. Well well said. Articulated well. I like it. Thank you. I'm going to start saying that shit now. It's a thin line between love and hate. (laughs) Please, please, beloved, join me on this night of bliss. Ooh! You hear that sound? (laughs) But... Don't let that emotions control your actions and your decisions, which could throw your whole life off. Because that goes even from like we as men making poor decisions. Me personally, I'm fucking raw. Like I'm fucking raw. Oh, raw slaw still. Raw is always law. Twenty two raw slaw. From the same decision of drinking and driving to the same decisions of going to fight somebody or shoot somebody, we all have choices. They have consequences. Yeah. You have to think about those consequences, the possibility of what those consequences could be. And do you want to make those? Mm-hmm. You sleeping with this dude, as like this topic to me is about the women making poor decisions. That is a choice that you have to have sex with a person. That man can't have sex with you unless you let him. Unless he rapes you. But we're not talking about that. Unless silence is consent. So, that's not, <laughs> that means she let him. She didn't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no stop. No, no stop. So, it's just, I was, they put themselves in that situation. And it's just, and it's not just, it's society, society has just been conditioned differently now. But, there's still hope. There's still education. Mm-hmm. There's things out there to inform them mm-hmm. to know to make better choices. Hell, these women, and that's what I said, these women could go to school and be doctors and go get, get with a fuckboy. Like, when it comes to that situation, common sense is out the window for them. Like, these women can read thousands of books, scientists, but choose the wrong nigga. And I ain't talking about choose the wrong nigga 10 years down the road and he fucking up. I'm talking about from out the gate. Buddy was bad seed. You went in there and you looked at all these seeds. Ooh, I'm going to pick that one. The one that looked bad. We had all these other ones. Like, that's what I'm talking about. They, instead of being logical about it, they working off emotions, what feels good or Makes them happy or like that pleasant thing. Oh, because Buddy made you laugh and smile. You thought he's the one to give it to. But yet you just know he made them other 10 girls behind you laugh and smile and fuck them too. You probably gonna fuck your friends. Instead, look at this nigga like, damn, he at work all the time. He come home, he got his own. He ain't got no kids. This man about his business. He responsible. You know what? Let me go give it to him. That's a that's a, a logical decision. Because he ain't in your inbox chasing you like the rest of these thirsty motherfuckers. Because he about his business. 
As in and track. that's the point of uh, the man being a catch. Mm. You got to recognize that. Oh, hold on. And uh, I want to interject by with this closing statement, just to, you know. Uh, they say uh, a black man is a pimp. <laughs> the big well, pimp you, the is the mama. Pimp on planet motherfucking earth is her mama. It's her mama that told her, get a man that got a good job, girl. Make sure he got a good car, girl. Make sure he can take you out and buy you something, girl. What happened to just falling in love with a nigga with a bus pass? <laughs> Just cause you love the nigga. But I'm the pimp motherfucker. I gotta be the player. Biggest hoes on planet Earth are walking through the motherfucking neighborhood. You knew what you got with the nigga. He already had a woman. You knew he already had a family. But you fucked him anyway. And then when you thought you're gonna lose the nigga, you went and got pregnant. Then you bitch. Shout out to uh, Dr. Dre, 2001. So I got to, you know, even though this is good, I got to go ahead and shut that down. But I wanted to make that part of your closing statement. But, you know, as always, you know, we got to thank you for listening. Definitely give a shout out to Gunner being, you know, the host for this one. This was like a a two-parter, something that we haven't really done in a while. I know we talk about a lot of topics, but I felt this one needed to be a two-parter whole discussion that a conversation need to be heard from both sides. So, as always, if you have, you know, comments or questions or want to shout out love to everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what am I doing? Oh, uh, the Gmail? Yeah, your Gmail. Oh, uh, uh, michael.stop1126.gmail.com. I do <laughs> check the emails. Questions, comments, inquiries, bookings. Yes. Hit us up. Yes, and then... If you don't, and then also we have our own email as well, which is uh, the No Host Bar Crew. All of that is lowercase at gmail.com. If you want to show some love as well to the entire crew as well, definitely hit us up. And then also we have our Instagram page at the No Host Bar Crew. And also we have our Facebook page on the No Host Bar Crew. Appreciate you listening and enjoy, enjoying everything, enjoying the listening power and everything else also too you know we, we got to show out the love to our streaming sites all of them from anchor music to overcast breaker google podcast apple podcast pandora Deezer. amazon music anchor these are for our international crowd come on now yes we definitely love y'all uh also stitcher as well hopefully you know fucking uh twitter i mean not twitter but fucking a title will fuck with us but you know we have to roll out but Gunner, thank you for bringing up that wonderful topic. We appreciate well, thank it. You for something for the premiere, you know. So something a little bit different. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. definitely. Something that will keep him awake, engaging into the conversation. Normally, he probably pass out by now. But, you know, something, you know, a little bit different. 
So, you know, at this time, we want to say thank you. And season four, we coming with nothing but the heaters and the bangers. So, peace, love, and we are out.